Hello, everyone. It is Jamie Jill Wright here at Madlet Musings. And today I have a debut author with Ravel Publishing, Holly Varney. Hi, Holly. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. I'm excited to chat about your book and how it got published. And you have your own podcast too, which I've not yet listened to, but we should put a plug in for that for all our podcast listeners that like to listen to podcasts. Absolutely. It's called Moments from Moonberry Lake. Awesome. Awesome. So that's also the title of your book on Moonberry Lake. Moonberry Lake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So why don't you just jump right in and tell us a little bit about what this book is about and the story behind it. Well, this um, is just a heart project. I have been working on this for literally 25 years. And, you know, it came about through, I'd given up on publishing. I've written, um, I've always written, I mean, but I used to write for friends. And then I started writing even people's like college essays mm -hmm. of like, I need an, to get into um, a program. And I was like, let me tweak this for you. Mm -hmm. And then when my church needs something, I was like, we can do better than this. Um, <laughs> so I've always, I've always dabbled in writing and I always wanted to be published, but it just was not possible. Every door was closed consistently I would go to writers conferences and everyone knew my story and I was just like mm. I'm just the girl that everyone turns down by every editor and every agent and I kind of slipped in the side door when I entered a contest and an editor was like I love this but she didn't have my name and she didn't oh, no. have anything so she started just putting in keywords from the entry and tracked me down online and then wow. contacted me and said, is this you? Because I'd like to talk to you. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And it kind of um, went off on that, but I love small towns. I've always lived in a small town and I love that your business is everyone's business and you look out for one another. And I love the concept of community and knowing your neighbor and loving your neighbor. And so I created this small town world called On Moonberry Lake. It takes place in the Northwoods of Minnesota because I was raised and um, lived in Minnesota until I married a guy from California that <laughs> that absolutely was not up for the winters. And oh, no. knowing him, I was like, I don't think you are either. <laughs> You have to have a certain constitution. Yes, you do. And he just does not. So um, I had to move to California, but I'm telling you, my I was such an observer and strange little kid that would just stare and stare and just take in people's presence and notice the um, difference and notice the unique. And I loved it. And I, it was just imprinted on my soul. And that's what I write about. And I began, um, so I kind of, you know, it was the chicken, the egg sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I started a podcast before I was ever published. Sure. And it was because since nobody wanted my books, I was like, that's okay. Yeah. Because I've been a hospice volunteer for mm -hmm. years and years. And I read the stories to my hospice patients. Oh, I love and that. They absolutely loved them. And then during COVID, when everything was shut down, I couldn't meet in person. I had this little writers group where um, I seek out elderly people. I absolutely mm -hmm. am in love with them. And in my group, there were a couple of women that, and a lot was going on. I mean, the oh. pandemic was just 
oh, crazy for everyone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my kids had to come home from college and it was just, we were going through a rough time as a family. And I was just like, you know what, I'm going to step back from writing. And my, um, the two elderly women in the group challenged me. They're like, do you just have 20 minutes? Cause we love to hear what you have to say. I was like, I can't write a novel, but let me tell you, you know, a little story about, and that's how Martha came to be. And she's one of the characters from the book. Um, And it happens to be, she's not in the debut novel, but she's in um, the books to come. And Mm -hmm. she's an elderly character. And so I started writing these little, you know, six, 700 word, you know, commentaries on what it was like to be old and complaining Mm -hmm. about her husband and how it used to be when she was a child and how things have changed and they loved it and they kept asking for more and more until I started recording them and then they're like can you just you know I created a podcast out of it it was never my intention and then right after I did the book got picked up and I was like well I've created this Moonberry world and it's really the only thing I write and it's it I mean, there's lots of stories and lots of characters, but it always takes place in Moonberry Lake. And so that's, that's me. That's me. I love it. I love it. So it's kind of, I mean, you'll probably get sick of people asking you this, but is it kind of along the vein of like a Mitford series? Absolutely is because the Mitford series meant so much to me when um, there's this whole cancer story with my mother. And then Mm. when I was going through it and Mitford was a distraction and I Mm. wanted to provide the same thing, but I have a different, it's such a different flair because growing up in Minnesota, I also grew up with Lake Wobegon Mm -hmm. and that had a tremendous impact on me of, you know, calming, you know, it's, you know, when he reads it, it's almost like, you know, your blood pressure goes down, calm, you go into that world and it's just a slow kind of progression. And where Midford starts with, you know, a 60 year old priest, mine starts with a 26 year old woman named Cora Matthews. And, you know, the the very first scene is she's at her mother's funeral. And now she has literally no one in the world. Mm -hmm. And her, she finds out at the funeral, this very unusual um, inheritance from her grandparents that she didn't know she, you know, had. But it's on the condition that she stay in Moonberry Lake for one year to receive it. And she's never, she's kind of a floater. She's just never put down roots anywhere. And she's not sure she can do it, but she realizes this is a sizable enough inheritance that she's like, if I do this, I'll have the seed money to do whatever I want. Right. And so she begins staying there in this decrepit lodge that she has to fix. And she has no idea how, and then enters all of these eclectic neighbors that just are so intrusive in her life. And they're all so different. None of them have nothing, anything in common. And that's Mm -hmm. what I wanted was to take, you know, 10 people. There's like 13 characters. They have nothing in common, Mm -hmm. but by the end, they have all formed a family. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to really drill that in because I think we need to get back to that where we are right now of, you know, the person, wherever you are at work, at school, um, the person who lives on your street across, you know, across from you, whatever, 
you, it can appear that you have nothing in common, but mm -hmm. when you approach it with like kindness and openness, like you're really different from me, mm -hmm. that it just all works. It does. Yeah. And so by the end, she has the family she's always wanted. And it's, it's a happy ending. And I wanted, I wanted a happy, I always write happy ending stories mm -hmm. because I just want people to smile. But what happens in between, um, someone once said that I make the ridiculous endearing. And sure. I, I'm, I'm different in that I'm not so much as teaching a lesson. I'm not, there's, there's, there's no violence. There's no sex. There's no mm -hmm. swear words. There's nothing like that. There's just a lot of absurd humor. And sure. yeah, that's kind of my niche is I embrace that. I write the ridiculous and I'm mm -hmm. okay with that. Mm -hmm. Well, the ridiculous is kind of fun. That can be kind of like the comic relief to life. <laughs> Well, it is. And that's, I think it, it came out from reading for so many years to my hospice patients because sure. they needed a, a distraction. Yeah. I didn't want to add to their burden. Right. I didn't want to, but sometimes no matter what you're going through, you need a distraction just mm -hmm. for a moment to breathe. Mm -hmm. And that's my writing. That's so neat. That's so neat. And I love the fact that it started around the elderly and the hospice and um, I had my first foray into hospice two years ago when my mom went through and uh, before she passed away. And it's a special sort of person that can sit at the bedside of somebody who is, I would say, on their way to moving to heaven, um, right. you know, taking a move to heaven and um, help them enjoy their final days without that worry and that burden of what's to come that can sometimes be overwhelming. Yeah. Well, I absolutely feel called to do it. I have for years when I was in college, um, my major was actually cultural anthropology because I was studying the death and dying practices throughout different cultures. Okay. And my anthropology professor pulled me aside and he's like, why aren't you an English major? And I said, oh no, death and dying is, is my calling. It's my calling. <laughs> and he's just like, what? You know, and then, you know, this whole thing began and mm -hmm. I just, um, but I've always written, but it was like, so it was like my thing. It was yeah. so personal. And I know other writers can appreciate like how vulnerable it is to put a story out there. It is. And especially one that I've held on to for so many years. And the genesis of the story came as my mom was going through cancer and mm -hmm. At that point, I was like, I just didn't know. She was so, so violently sick and mm -hmm. needed this distraction. And the Midford series helped in that. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, all of the books had weren't out at that time. Right. And she needed more. And I was just like, I'm going to write you something. And it started. And little did I know that um, a, a few years later that I would be going through the same journey. Mm -hmm. And I reread my book. And it brought me okay. so much comfort. Sure. And I thought maybe this is it. This is this is why I wrote it because mm -hmm. I felt like it was a gift that God had given me. Mm -hmm. And so I thought if that's it, that that's enough. But everybody kept saying that first chapter is so funny and so different. And on a whim, I entered a contest. I put it in, and then the search began. And it's just been this this whole process of learning and putting it out there and. Um, it's really fun to share it with mm -hmm. people, but also I'm like, these are the characters that have been speaking to me for years, <laughs> and, years. and 
I mean, they're so real to me. Mm -hmm. My husband is just, when he comes in, he's like, are you on the phone or are you talking to a character? And I'm like, she's not a character, she's real. And I'm like, I just have conversations with these people. I love them so much. Oh, that's so much fun. And that brings so much personality then into the story too, because the author is like, I mean, they are like real people. I just, I paused my own writing to do this podcast and these characters are in the middle of the situation. And I'm like, I need to go rescue them. Like (laughs) they're real. And I just left them alone. (laughs) A lot of people don't understand that unless you're a reader or a writer. If you're a reader or a writer, you totally get it. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) oh that's super fun super fun I love it um okay so you said you were from Minnesota and so this Moonberry Lake maybe you told me this but I'm sorry if my brain fudged out a little bit there but is Moonberry Lake in Minnesota then yes yes Yes. it's in northern Minnesota yes in the north woods there and yes you did mention that yep I'm from Wisconsin so I'm not (laughs) too far away in the north woods and up north and all that all that good stuff. You betcha. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it's such a great area. And um, I love, I love the Minnesota, Wisconsin area, especially this time of year when it's autumn out and all the Gorgeous. trees are turning. It's just mm-hmm. stunning right now. It's orange and yellow and just crisp and perfect. <laughs> That's great. So you have more Moonberry Lakes books coming too, then it sounds like. I do. I do. The next one that will be coming out September of next year, 2024, Mm -hmm. um, deals with Delphinium on, she has Delphinium's Floor Emporium on Main Street in downtown Moonberry Lake. And she is suddenly inundated with all of these elderly characters from the um, nursing home. And they're going on a fake hunger strike and they're using her flower shop is headquarters and they're just turning her life upside down and the director of the nursing home who's a very handsome man oh of course very upset with delphinium and it's just it's a cute story and the thing is I wanted to continue with the same protagonist originally but then um, my editor's like let's just shake it up a little Mm -hmm. and give them something different and Mm -hmm. then you can always go back to those other characters if you want because now that people have read on Moonberry Lake. They have so many questions about the characters. And I'm like, that will actually be in the third book. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's so much fun when all the characters take on almost their own story within a story. Right. And then you you kind of have resolution and you kind of don't. The other series that this sort of reminds me of, and it's the one that I, I never really personally got into the Mitford series. And I don't know why, but I really got into, it was Thomas Kincaid um the the painter who did all those beautiful paintings mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. he paired up with another person and they did a very similar concept yeah. of the town with a bunch of interesting characters and you just every time you entered one of the books you just felt like you're re-entering a familiar place right but with new stories and seeing people's lives just kind of develop on the page I think it's also about breath and where mm-hmm. you are at the moment because the Midford series took off for people that needed a slower pace, mm-hmm. that wanted some calm and quiet in their life because yeah. it does read a little slower. Yes. And if you're looking for action and suspense, you're absolutely going to put it down by the you know second right. chapter. Right. So when when people are like, well, what is this like? And I was like, well, imagine like Midford series meets like Wobegon, and it won't be for everybody because. Mm-hmm you know, it, 
it, it is not going to grip you on like, oh my gosh, who, you know, for your books, you're like, oh, they're hurt. They need to be rescued. And when I, I was like, we have nothing. We have, <laughs> we write so differently. We write, so I, I'm never going to scare my audience. I'm gonna, like, you know, and um, mine is just like, it's okay. Let, let's, you know, mm-hmm. let's read about what's going on with this character. And it's ridiculous. I, first of all, I write them. So they're comical in itself. Sure. So yeah. all of these people absolutely are the definition of quirky. And they're like, wow, you really write eccentric characters. Well, if I looked around, all the characters are, are truly based on people I've met, are truly sure. based on people in my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I really did have someone in my church that had bright red dyed curled hair and, you know, chewed her gum so when she snapped it I could see the gold molders in her back and yep. she wore cat glasses and leopard everything she oh, would God. only ever be in cat and leopard clothing and I thought as a kid I was like that's different I like that and I yeah. remembered and so yeah. now people from home that are reading that they're like is that so and so and I can write about all of these people because they passed away sure and I was just like but you know, they made such an impression on me as a kid. And I love, I love quirky and different. And, um, but for people that are like, I miss that small town feeling and I'm going through a hard time right now and I can't have anything added to my plate. I'm like, this is for you. That's perfect. That's awesome. And I love the quirky and different because those characters just become so alive on the page. And it's more than just this slow jaunt through story world, but it's, it's a fun one. got crazy things happening on and off the page that you're like what just happened (laughs) well and going back to what I said I wanted them to be so different and to prove to everyone you can get along with someone that Mm -hmm. is vastly different than you it doesn't matter culturally politically economically you name it Mm -hmm. I think we we could get along with everybody yeah I think sometimes we cheat ourselves out of some really great relationships because we draw some line of separation mm-hmm. for whatever the reason being and you you're like oh you know <laughs> I can't be friends with them and then yeah they be they're just awesome people so that's great that's great so okay you have on Moonberry Lake it has just released so it's available right now correct mm-hmm. awesome and if people readers want to find you find out more about you etc what's the best way for them to do that just go on my website hollybarney.com there we go and i hope they visit moments from moonberry lake for the podcast and listen to a moment with martha and see what martha has to say today about everything (laughs) oh that's too fun and you said martha will be in book two um yes. yes yes okay all right. I love it. I love all those little different characters and stuff. I think this will, this will be a fun read. And I think going into fall and winter too, sometimes we need those reads that are just enlightening and uplifting. Well, I'm always like just cozy in and yeah. just relax. And a friend of mine just said, it's like a savoring like a chocolate bar. She's like, I'm reading really slow because I don't want it to end. I'm like, oh, you best compliment I could ever get. You compare it to a dark chocolate bar? That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, if your book is compared to dark chocolate, I think you're, you're kind of on a bestseller list already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun. Well, I'm sure we still probably do have some things that we could talk about in the future because while our interests 
our, our our styles are very different. The fact that you are death and anthrop anthropology tells me that we would probably have something more to talk about. <laughs> but for now, thank you so much for being with me and being here. And I'm really excited for people to get to know on Moonberry Lake and you as an author. And um, I think you're going to make a great a great addition to everybody's bookshelves. Thank you so much. That's <laughs> so kind of you. <laughs> Thanks for being with us today. Thank you.